Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have an amazing, exciting guest. Uh, his name is Anthony Ricciardi, and he's an artist who is best known for his large-scale murals and galleries around the world. And as soon as I tell you guys his Instagram at the end of this, you're going to be like, oh yeah, you definitely see his art, <laughs> seen his art um, somewhere, I'm sure, especially if you're in Toronto. Uh, but welcome, Anthony. Thank Hello. you so much for coming thank on. Thank you so much. So I want to jump right into it. Uh, where were you born? I was born in Toronto. Oh, born, amazing. Yeah, born and raised in Toronto. Um, yeah, grew up here. Grew up in North York area. Okay, cool. Yeah. And um, so, do, like, did you have a big family? Were you, like, what kind of kid were you? Yeah. Um, grew up with a, a pretty big family. Everyone in our family is close. Uh, just only a single sibling, but uh, a sister. But, you know, all our, our cousins and our extended family and friends were all very tight. So, yeah, a pretty big uh, family unit. Nice. Um, older or younger sister? Younger sister. Cool. Yeah. I, I don't Couple know why, years, two, but... Two years younger. Nice. I yeah. think birth order, like, makes a difference sometimes. I, so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. This was always a big brother. Cool. <laughs> um, and did you... Were you, like, an artist, like, out of the womb type of thing, or... So my my whole life, I loved art. Like, I always had a passion for painting or sketching. My uncle, uh, my dad's brother, was an artist. So I, you know, grew up alongside him. He would teach me how to draw and always had fun with it, but... You know, growing up, the, the concept or the thought of becoming an artist was a, a very, like, far stretch. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I become an artist when I go older. It doesn't really seem realistic, right? There's, especially a, a, someone who paints. A, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And it's, especially coming from Toronto, especially, like, just, you know, being in the modern world that we're in, it's not a, you know, not many people aspire to be so. Or maybe, maybe they might aspire to be it, but they don't um, actually go and achieve it because we don't think it's possible. So, right. Um, yeah, I was heavily influenced by my uncle and, um, and it always painted, but always did it as a, a side passion. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah. you painted ever since you were like even a little very, kid. Very, very small. Yeah. Cool. And then, uh, were you engaged in school at all? Did you like school or? Yeah. So, you know, um, always, I, I was a, I was a good student. Like I always, I liked school. I didn't have anything, um, you know, against school. I, I was, you know, in high school, student council president and all that oh, fun nice. stuff. Yeah, like I, I, I enjoyed being part of those, you know, programs and systems that school offered. And then I, from, so being born here, went to high school here. I ended up taking a scholarship, um, for a baseball scholarship in Alabama. So I oh, went, nice. so I went down to Alabama, went to Alabama State. And during that process, like through high school, I painted, I painted quite a bit, but but not enough to like justify me becoming an artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know... And sorry, quickly, where yeah. were your, these paintings going? Like, were you just painting and then like giving them to your friends and family or were you exactly. selling oh, Okay. No, definitely wasn't selling anything. Um, it was just like, my parents have a couple, a couple of my aunts okay. have a couple. And then a lot of them, you know, were just painting and then painting over and then painting over. And okay. just like, you know, just enjoying it. Okay. Never, never... Cause, because I never really thought this could be something. Right. right? Like, you right. know, I wasn't doing it with a purpose. Right. It was like, I just, I like painting. You like, like it. Like, this is fun. I'm going to keep doing that. Um, so, so when I was making that decision after high school, it's like, well, what do I really want to do when I get older? And, you know, friends and family around me would advise against becoming an artist. I didn't even really vocalize that I wanted to become one because it was like, well, you can be a starving artist. Like, it's a very mm -hmm. common thing to say. And so I ended up going to school for finance, like coming mm. totally separate. I was, I was, you know, decently good in math. I, I liked business. I, we have family that's in the finance world. Right. And I was like, this did makes you major sense. in that when you yeah. were in University of Alabama? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so I went down with the purpose to become a, a fine. Oh, for, first was baseball. Mm-hmm. I want to play baseball. It was NCAA Division One, so I wanted to play competitive baseball. And then secondly, I wanted to graduate with a finance degree. I thought that was the the clearest path to, uh, I guess, a comfortable life or like a success. A success. Quote unquote, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, like to make everyone, including myself, happy. That's like, oh, Anthony's on a good trajectory. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Um, so I did that. So I, I I went down to Alabama State. I played baseball for four years. Graduated with a finance degree came home after that and was looking for a job in finance and like during that time I sort of did a couple of different things there's sort of where I got my first taste into like being a real entrepreneur is I started a pitching school because I was a, a baseball pitcher oh and at the time so now like rewind at the time there wasn't many like schools directed in Toronto directed to pitching like, right we had it's hitting all schools and, and hockey and like I saw the same mold a good reference to hockey is there was like goalie schools like you know goalie coaches will go to the yeah. practice and teach them how to become a goalie there was no such thing for pitching. So I'm like, well, why? It's like a goalie and a pitcher are very similar, like, uh, roles. A mm-hmm. Very big role, very secluded, like, very one, like, yeah. there's only one of you on the field at one time. And um, so then I and opened you, up a pitching school. were you a school. pitcher? I was a pitcher. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So I was a pitcher, and I, I saw the training that the kids in the South, in Texas, and Alabama, and Atlanta, and all these different places, all the training that they were receiving, specific to pitching, I'm like, the kids in Toronto have no chance. No, like, we not, we no. We're not. We're nowhere near that this level, so... I wanted to, um, you know, bring that to Toronto. So I opened up a, a small pitching school while the time I was looking for a job. And it was actually a really interesting route to get to finance because because every summer I played baseball. Like our baseball season ran into the summer. You know how a lot of kids here that graduate with a business degree in Canada, every summer they do internships. Mm-hmm. The school ends in April and May. I remember that school ends and they had two, three months of internships. My resume had like nothing. Like I worked at Champs for us yeah. <laughs> like a month. And is, uh, are internships like big in the in the states though, or or where you were? Yeah, they, no, they were. Um, it's just for business students, they're extremely important. But I just couldn't do it because I had baseball. Right. Like right, just right, our season, okay. it, it, they were big, and like I would have loved to, and I had opportunities to. Definitely had the opportunities to take the internships, but baseball would end in like middle of July. And then oh, we'd I have see. to be and report then... back to school beginning uh, middle of August. So I'd come home for like three weeks, and it was like, right. I'm not gonna get a job in three weeks. Like yeah. in, in that span, when people had three month internships. So when I graduated, I really had nothing. I was like, um, yeah, I have a finance degree. Here's a piece of paper that says nothing. <laughs> Look at my degree. Yeah, hey. <laughs> so it was like that was extremely difficult transition to. So then I start applying for jobs, and it's like, well, I'm just mixed in with. The, hundreds of thousands of other kids so when I opened this school one of my like in the back of my mind goals was I want to take take all the people so I knew I was gonna be working with hundreds of kids and hundreds of kids have hundreds of parents 200 parents I'm like I'm just gonna let everyone know that I'm finance Mm, degree and I'm gonna let everyone know I'm looking for a job and and I think that connection I made a very like personalized connection with a lot of the parents and families and stuff that some of them took, you know, opportunity like, oh, Anthony, you know what? Actually, I know someone that's hiring, or I know someone's hiring, and nice. ended up taking, um, because of that, uh, very lucky. Some very, very nice parents helped out in terms of like, oh, I'll refer you to this person, refer you to that person, and then had a couple job offers. Ended up taking a job with a real estate investment fund here in. It was actually on Yorkville, and um, so took that right after. So that was um, six, seven years ago now. Okay. Um, and yeah, no, no, eight years ago. Oh my gosh. So I took that about I know, eight. It's yeah, like we don't even know. It's like I don't every twenty twenty six. I can't even <laughs> fathom. It's insane. So I took that job, and um, and then still did baseball and had all that fun. But it was 
to, to translate back to art. Mm-hmm. It was during this time. So during university, because studies, baseball, life, I didn't paint much. Mm-hmm. I, 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 sure, I did a few paintings, but like nothing, to, again, to justify becoming an artist. It was when I started working, like actually full time in in finance, that um, that I ended up be- that I ended up actually rekindling that uh, passion for art. Really, and was it like because you were missing it so much, or was like it was because finance was like the polar opposite of art? Like, I, do you know what it was? Yeah, I I think both. I think both, and I think it was the ability to paint. So when I say ability, is we had a, a greenhouse, and I was living at home at the time, so my parents had a greenhouse in the backyard that my grandparents used to use. Um, so unfortunately they passed away many years ago. So that greenhouse laid vacant. Okay. I need to ask you, did the news come and do a report on you in this greenhouse? Yeah. I don't know where I was, but I watched that (laughs) and I was like, this is so cool. And this story is all coming back to me now because I remember it being like finance person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is you. Yeah. Okay. I had the biggest feeling because I remember being like huge murals and whatnot. Yeah. And that was like what, eight years ago or something like that that or the, the video you saw yeah. would have been like five years ago. Okay, yeah. five. Yeah, because I don't even know where I was, yeah, like what four, I was doing. Yeah, four or five. Oh, well, multiple news stations have done Covered. the coverage in there. Oh, my but God. But yeah, the one like the original ones were like five years ago. Okay. I was still... The crazy thing is about probably the one you watched is I was still working in finance. Like, this is fast forward, but I was still working in finance while the news thought I was just an artist. Okay. I would go on the <laughs> media and I'm an artist. Like, I yeah. work. Well, you are as do. well, yeah, it's, right? Like, it's just so funny. Like, I would have to call in sick to work to do this. Did but, like, it's hilarious. And then, like, Wait, people would see me. Yeah, I didn't mean that's to. So, no, no, no. That's, that's such a funny story. Yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, it was that studio. Okay. And what it gave me the access to is when I came home from that, like, so during that time, I would come home from work and paint so or sometimes i would come home from work go to baseball for an hour like do a little lesson and then paint all night and i had the ability to paint from because it was a greenhouse i could paint in the winter and the summer um ability to paint from like nine to two every single night of the week and again with no intention like i just mm-hmm. really enjoyed it and i guess looking back now maybe it was a little bit of an escape from like like you know the the rat race day to day suit right and i didn't really know that's what i was doing at the time but i, I was and so taking that approach that I did with um, my baseball. So when I was looking for um, a job, I reached out to all the parents that I knew. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can use this approach again in arts and then start doing it slowly. So while working, like at nights painting every night, I would start reaching out to interior decorators, architects, designers, like really anyone that would listen. And where are um, you finding these people? Just online. And because has Instagram started at this point yet? I guess uh, so, five years ago. Yeah, but like we, like no one had any, but like I, I had 13 followers. And right, like, Yeah, right. it was like we didn't, um, I definitely wasn't using, I wasn't in DMs yet. Like I wasn't okay. yeah, messaging I don't, brands. I don't like now I can message brands it. in their DM. Exactly. But like back then, no. So were you just like Googling people? Yes, and then emailing them? Cold emails, cold calls for like two years. Nice, okay. Yeah, like, but like a, an aggressive amount. Okay. Like, like, like how many per week? Like, I probably had, in total over those two years, probably, like, 10, 12,000 emails sent out. Holy so shit. Yeah, like, like, hundreds a week. Oh, my God. Like, I would, because I would spend, like, the, the way I would do it is, if I came home at 6, like, from 6 to 9, I would just be sending emails. Oh, like, nice. Or, or trying to make phone calls, or, it was really tough to make phone calls, so, like, it would mainly, my main source would be emails. And I set up my, I'm really bad at, like, um... Photoshop and computer stuff like that mm-hmm. but I have like a little portfolio with and as because I was painting so much that portfolio was filling up with pieces of art 
Although they, none, none of them were selling because I wasn't selling it to anyone because I didn't have anyone that was buying art right, at the time. Right. Um, but my inventory, like the product, was 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 developing, like stacking up, and I was and I was learning. And even if I would have a page of four paintings, they may have all been the same canvas. Like I could have just painted over it again oh. and done the same. Because at the time, especially another thing is like I didn't really have a ton of money to just go buy canvases and yeah. all the supplies. Yeah, that's expensive. It's right? Super expensive, right? And I. And especially when you're not selling them. Yeah. Right? It's like, I can't just, and I can't, where am I going to justify putting all these canvases? Yeah, yeah. So I would just reuse them. And like, and okay. I, because no one was buying them and it didn't matter. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, so then that's how I built up, A, my like confidence to paint, like just my style to go, yeah. to go down. I'll, I'll touch upon style in a second, but my style and the confidence to like execute certain things came from all of those reps. It was just practice. Nice. And, um, and then what, what the interesting thing that began, began to happen is I was working and during those two years or so that I was reaching out to all these people, small <coughs> small opportunities start to come up. Like very, very small ones. Like, oh, yeah, we like this painting, but oh, I don't know. What do you sell paintings for? $100? I don't know. I don't know what to sell paintings yeah, for. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> the canvas costs 200 so I guess give me 250 Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, it, was, it was a huge learning process for me too. But the, the like that, that traction began, it got smaller and bigger and then a little bigger, then a little bigger. Until a point, so now rewind 43 and a half years ago, that op- so now after doing this for about three and a half years, opportunities start to get bigger and bigger, like for real. And are you still working at your finance company throughout this full, whole time? Yeah, okay. fully working. Um, so during during those time of fully working, during that time, I decided to have my own art show. I was like, so um, back then, I'm like, I'm going to just put on an art show. I and reach what, out does, to, what did that, like, how did that just come into your head? You just thought it would be a good like, idea? Like, I think that's like a regular trajectory for an artist. Like, you should probably have an art show. So then okay. what I did, <laughs> I, I didn't know, right? Yeah. Because I'm not in the art world. Yeah. Like, that's the, the most interesting thing for me is when I speak to artists. Like, I had the entire graduating class of OCAD come to the gallery, speak oh, to me. Nice. And different stuff. I'm like, I don't relate to any artists. Cause I don't know what it is to, like, I don't know the proper thing to do. Yeah. So look, I reached out to hundreds of galleries and, like, the ones that responded, like maybe if I reached out to 100 galleries, for argument's sake, six probably responded, and like yeah, five just laughed right. at me. Like, yeah. there's like, who, bro, like, stop, yeah. stop emailing us. <laughs> One was like, no, do your own thing first, which was the best word of advice. Because I was like, wait, I don't need them. Like, I can yeah, just, why don't just we just put it on? I'll just, so, what I actually did was like in a condo um, on Yorkville, I found this condo that a friend lived at, and we rented the party room. Perfect. And I'm just like, I'm just going to get a bunch of easels. I'll rent a bunch of easels. I'll just put up my art. I have a ton of inventory now. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I didn't, I'll make it in time. Put up a bunch of uh, easels. And and then initially, of course, the first one's going to be family and friends. So to go back to the big, the, the first question, I was like, about my family unit. Like, yeah, we have a, a bunch of cousins and mm-hmm. a bunch of support systems. And not necessarily that they would buy, but they would come to support. Exactly. So, um, and my art wasn't very expensive at the time. So it was very approachable to their family and friends. So, like, all, the, the nicest thing that happened was, my cousins or family or my parents' friends, they brought friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it turned into a little bit of an event. It was just this one-night little cute event. Um, you know, be, nice. very, very simple. Keep it very clean. And this is, sorry, three or four years ago. This is now five years five ago. Five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's when I was still working. Okay. And my, the dates are like all weird. No, no, that's was, okay. It was while I was still working the whole time. Yeah, okay. So five years ago, have that one show. Nice. The next year, so then keep painting And sorry, I want to just quickly ask yeah. you, um, so what was your, was your style sort of what it is now no, at the time? No, like, Okay, so, and we different. can get into like how yeah. it's evolved. So it okay. started, you know, that's a super good question to, to lead into the next one, it, to lead into the next show. That, when I was doing it, it was 
all 100% hand painted, meaning like I still hand paint everything I do, but now I use a lot of mixed media, pop culture, imagery, a bunch of different stuff. I've seen some with like newspaper or it yeah. looked like newspaper. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know if I do that. Was... Like, yeah, mixed media, the newspaper. Yeah. And back then it was very like base layer abstracts and then like some recognizable imagery. Like I would paint a key or I would paint a ballerina or I'd paint okay. something. I, I don't want to say simplistic, but like it was more simplistic than, yeah. I, than I'm doing now because it was the. Because those old canvases are the base layers of my new canvases. Oh. So what, they, and what all that the only thing has developed over the last amount of years is that I've just added more to the canvases. So the canvases okay. are all very like thick and layered and textured. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they are. The the you, you probably would have seen in like one of the news articles that so I'm colorblind. So well, I, I do yeah, not know that. Yeah. So I don't see any shades. So like, all colors or just more like reds and stuff like that. Like so like. Blue, purple look the same. Green, brown, red, brown, black, brown, yellow, green. That is green. so ironic. Yeah. So it's, but what the interesting part is, it's the it's forced me to develop a very unique style. Mm -hmm. So the, the style that you see with all the different colors and layers is because I can't rush. So like one thing I learned back in the day was, I would add blue, and then I would add green over here and add red down here. All of a sudden, those colors become mud, and like mm. it looks like garbage. But I didn't. I didn't see it becoming mud. Like right. I, I see, I know I added blue here and green here, and then it became this ugly brown. But I didn't see the transition happen. Right. So I ruined so many canvases so early on, <laughs> like know. just ruined hundreds of canvases, literally. And then that's how I figured out my style was going to be like I'll add the blue, let it fully dry. Okay. Then I'll add the green, let it fully dry. And by doing that, the paintings become very thick. So they have multi like layers, and when you look at one of the canvases, it has a lot of depth to it. Cool. So. That's how that like distinctive color layering, drip, splash style happens. Just it was by necessity. Okay. I, it just needed to um, to work that way. Nice. That's yeah. so interesting because you probably wouldn't have been able to do that if you planned it, you know, exactly. or tried. Just exactly. Like, cool. So then, so then after that first show, which was very abstract, it went very well, like very well received from my family and friends. Um, I decided to do another show. And is your family? Sorry, I just want to ask this: Is your family like? worried that you're going to become this artist are they cool because you have like a finance job or were they just like i, I think like it? i think none of them would have expected me to actually become an artist so everyone was like oh, like, oh it's a like fun art. hobby yeah okay like art so cute like okay keep, okay keep doing it bud yeah yeah, yeah. like you're like it was like uh, it was one of those and like that's that's to like my parents who were supportive and my wife who was my girlfriend at the time who was supportive nice. and everyone was like this is so cool, like, and these artists, but like, to me, it was like, I'm becoming, I'm going to become an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone outside of my job would have literally said he's an artist, because like, the way I portrayed myself on social media or anything at the time was, I paint, like, this mm -hmm. is what I do. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, it was just, it was just funny. Like, yeah, so that's, it's a great question. And so then what I did with my second show was a little bigger, like, I, I already started to do more and more, I was still working, of course, um, started to do a little more projects around the city like a couple restaurants opened up i do some paintings for them like again and you, would you just like contact the uh people yeah. like the owners yeah like a the restaurant side of things were a little harder just contacting i had some like friends that had friends that were opening up restaurants like, i'll do a painting for free at the time okay, you know yeah, like yeah. i'll i'll put up something in your lobby or like you can there was a there was a bar near my old work um that had art that would change every month and they had it for sale for like you know a couple hundred bucks you put up your art on the wall and i would do stuff like that just to nice get exposure and then we um i had a friend of mine reach out to me with this opportunity that there was a space on ossington that had like you can rent it out for one night and it looked like a gallery it was beautiful it was just like mm. nice white walls and i'm like i'm gonna do my second show there because my first show was like in a party room mm -hmm. didn't really look like a gallery yeah i'm like if i can do a second show what it will give me is photos like i can do a full second show 
pack it out with fa- friends and family. We'll do an invite. Maybe I'll hire a little PR company because I was working. Yeah. So I had a little bit of money to spend on art at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll get a little PR going for it and see what happens. And, and that's, so that's what happened. We, we loaded up this gallery. It looked like a gallery. And the best thing that came out of that, yes, we sold a couple pieces, but the best thing that came from it was like all the photos of like, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Like he's in an art gallery. Even though it's my own art gallery. Yeah. And so then we, I took those photos and, and like the, the positivity from that event and then kept running with it. So then I went from, so I went that work and then would, so maybe a year and a half after that, after that. So it's still years like in between yeah. these shows, which is like, it's crazy to think back now, like time flies. But what I did was I kept pushing Now I had these new, new arsenal of photos, new, new canvases, everything. I'm like, let me push this out to the world. And um, and then murals started happening. So murals is what really allowed me to like travel. Like I've I've done shows in Miami and LA and I've shown art in London and different places. But like my large scale buildings and restaurants and stuff like that has has brought me to everywhere. So just for us non art yeah. folk, what exactly is a mural? When so a mural, mural. So the two two types of murals that I do is like when you see a a building, like you drive by a building and it has a big scale piece of art like that's painted right on the building. Okay. That would be like an outdoor mural. Okay. Um, and an interior mural would be like if you go into a restaurant and there's like this big hand painted or big collage wall, or um. So it's like directly on, on the, the structure, yeah. not on a canvas. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So on structure, big scale, like all nice. like, you know, 20, 40, 60 feet in, in size, right. which are a lot of artists are incredible with small canvases. A lot of artists are incredible just with big. And I was very lucky that I was just comfortable because, again, if you remember at the time, like I'm working, I don't really, it doesn't matter. It, it like, doesn't, yeah. If I don't, if nothing it doesn't, matters. Like, nothing, it didn't matter. I wasn't going to make any money on this anyway. Yeah. Right. So it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing this mural to feed the family. Yeah. It was like, I'm. I'm just gonna do it. I'm have fun. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I want to do a whole entire building. Yeah, like, yeah. Of course, I can do it. And so, sorry, did you do a building? Yeah, yeah. I've done multi. Yeah, I've done. What like, was your first building? So my f- amazing point is my first building was the Ossington Gallery. I did. I told the guy I wanted to do a building. He's like, "Can you show me some buildings you've done?" I didn't have anything. <laughs> like, I literally uh. did a canvas, and I'm like, I took a close-up picture, and I'm like, "This is what I'll do on your building." He's like, oh, that looks cool. There's no chance I could do it on the building. Like, I don't know how. To I was going to say, like, how would you, like, and I didn't do you even know plan them normally, no, too? No, like, like, oh, now. You, sorry, now yeah, you like, do. Now, yeah, like, now, because they're they're branded, and, like, Heineken hires me, or Coors right. Light, or, okay, like, okay. stuff like that. So now I have to plan them. Yeah. Back in the day, I was just like, yeah, like, I'm just going to do the whole building. <laughs> it's an entire <laughs> building. And the guy's like, well, no, I don't have budget for anything. I'm like, okay, how about this? I'm like, I'll paint it, and the next morning, I'll paint it all white. I'll cover it all up for you. He's oh like, wow! He's like, um, okay, yeah, go ahead, because I wanted it for the night and just right. the photos, and I wanted photos of me doing it, and that mural has got me like hundreds of murals after that because it was such a big wall. I'll show you a picture after, but it was such a big wall, and it was. I just went up there with spray paint and just started painting. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Wow! And, and did then, you? And the did next he, day I painted it all white. Oh, and he did want you to still do yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like if that were me, I'd be like, no, you have to. It leave was it a now. branding thing. They had like branding going up there, oh, and like okay. it was a, a city of. I, we didn't have. I, I did it with a ladder. Like, I didn't even have a skyjack or a, a oh lift system. Like, it was a... And probably you would have to get a permit, I would imagine. You'd have to get a permit. Like, yeah. you have to do everything. I literally painted it at, like, 6 a.m. in the morning till, like, 6 p.m. And my show started at 7. Like, I just oh painted it all day. God. Did it. Had people come take pictures. Like, oh, my God, look what Anthony did. And the next day, we just painted it all. Holy yeah. shit. That but is it a... gave me the, again, the inventory to show that you other can people do that murals. I can. Yes. And then well, I took that and started blasting it everywhere. And then small opportunities... 
in Toronto started to come up. So like we had a a couple um, restaurants. I did Figures Restaurant, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did yeah. like all the artwork in Figures and a bunch of other like smaller restaurants that were opening up that took a lot of time to do, but they were all manageable because I was in Toronto. So at nights I would just go do it. On mm-hmm. weekends I would just do it. And then what happened is these these restaurant owners, club owners, would refer me to one of their friends, and all of a sudden there was an opportunity in New York. Mm. And I was like, well, that's cool. Um, so I tell my boss, I'm, I'm working. I tell my finance boss, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, like, you know what? I have I have vacation time. Um, I have two weeks vacation a year, so I'm, I gotta take a week off because I'm going to paint this mural in New York. <laughs> and he's like, nah, no, you're not. What? Like, what do you mean? Like, no, I, I like I am. Like I'm, 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 I'm booked. For, I, this is a non-paid mural. Like at that time, yeah. I wasn't getting paid. Also, so even I was if you were, doing, like, you have this like, rightful vacation. Hundred percent. And I'm like, well, no, like I, I am. And he's like. No, 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 like, no, 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 you're, you're not an artist, come on, like, don't, don't joke around, like, go take a vacation Stop with your wife, and legitimately talk me now. out of it. Then, all of a sudden, an opportunity comes up in LA. So, you didn't end up so going to I New York? I did not go end up going to New York. <gasps> I hate that person. Yes, yes. Um, I have an opportunity in LA, and this time, I'm like, I'm sort of down about the whole situation, because I know if I bring this to my boss, he'll say no. And it's not that, like, the, when I say, when I, I've told this story to many people, and it's not that he's saying, don't follow your dreams, or don't, like, he's just like... Bro, stop. Like, like don't you like, like he thinks you that doing? you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah it's, he was just looking at it from a, from a finance boss. I mean, I, I I think it's a negative thing to do. I think you should always inspire people Encourage. to follow their and, and yeah. follow their dreams. But at the time it's just like, nah, like you're not doing that. Like stop doing yeah. stop doing this. And then I had an so I had an opportunity to come up in but LA. But even still, like, sorry, that bothers me so much because even if it was just your hobby, like what's the problem? What's the problem? Like yeah. you go out and drink every night. That's 100%. your hobby. Like 100%. I like to paint. Like fuck 100%. off. <laughs> I hate people like that. Yes. I I, I agree. So sorry, see, you can see where the story is going. Yes. <laughs> so I had this opportunity to come up in LA. Um, it was an installation where I would go paint the canvases there. It wasn't a mural, but it would be like three or four canvases. I would do it there and, and all it would be videoed and all this cool stuff. And I was I was too shy to ask my boss. I'm like I don't I don't want to get in trouble at work. Mm-hmm. Like me, I don't want them to think that my mind's somewhere else. And this these murals came within like a three week period. So I had oh, New wow. York. I turned it down. LA the next week. Then Chicago. I had a mural in Chicago. And, and are these on like large buildings or just two, like- the New York and, and uh, Chicago were buildings? Like okay. Huge promotion, massive space, like with big tenants. Like it would have been really, really wow. well promotion. The LA one was like a private commission, but still, but still, still like yeah. still really cool. Um, I, I so then I, I you know I went to my wife and I um I was I wasn't married at the time, but my fiance at the time and my parents. I'm like, should I do this? And like, you know, I like. I don't know. Like maybe like go think about it, talk and see, and, and then I. I talk myself out of it. Okay. Then, so now, it's a week um, before my wedding. I got married in, in March. Um, a week before my wedding, at the day, the, like the morn, the night I'm closing on our first house, and I get a call from the guy in New York again. He's like, listen, we ended up hiring another artist, and he flopped on us, and we're opening up next week. You you literally need to come here. Like, we'll, again, like, at the time, they weren't going to pay me, but they're like, we'll pay for anything you need. Like if you can get to you get to New York, you will be 100 percent covered for everything you need. We'll pay you a bit, um, but like we need you. Mm-hmm. And so it was the it was a Tuesday morning. Like I can't forget, it was a Tuesday morning, and I was getting married. So the next Saturday, okay, it's Tuesday morning, and I'm like, um, I was like, I'm gonna go in and quit. Like I'm gonna just quit my job. Like I'm, and so I, I tell my parents that, and they're like, you're you're ridiculous. Like you're not gonna quit. I'm like, no, literally, I'm quitting today. I'm flying to New York tomorrow for an unpaid job like I have a structured 
well-paying finance job. Yeah. And I'm telling my parents and my fiance, who I'm getting married to next week, I'm going to quit my job yeah. and become an artist for this unpaid gig in New York. Yeah. But I had this like ridiculous gut feeling. I'm just like, I just need to do this. Because if I don't, I'll never do them. You'll never do, yeah. And I don't and know what never can a good come. Time. And there's, ne- there's never, that's a perfect quote, is there's never going to be the right time to do this. Like, there's definitely, this definitely seems like the wrong time, <laughs> the week before my wedding, and like the day I close on my house and all this stuff. It's definitely the wrong time, but there's never going to be the right one. Yeah. So I literally, I emailed, I didn't go to work that day. I like, I emailed my boss. I said, I'm sorry, I have some personal stuff that I can't, like, can't make into work. And I emailed them saying, like, I want to meet with you the next morning. The Wednesday morning, I went into work. I was like, I'm becoming an artist. Like, I'm just... I'm quitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday morning. I, I just threw I, up both my middle fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <you guys listening. laughs> so I'm like, um, I, I fly to New York tomorrow morning. I had already booked my flight. And he's like, yes. um, what? Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm becoming an artist. Like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, cool, man. Like, he literally was a total opposite because I, I, I just pot committed. I was just like, I'm becoming this. And they like, it was the, the craziest thing was like, I didn't. You would never expect them to support you because they were negative towards it yeah. the whole time. And they're like, "That's that's fucking awesome." Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. They sent out a company wide email. Like, this oh, huge wow. company. They're like, Anthony Ricciardi is becoming an artist. We congratulate him on his his next journey. A rant, total crazy spin of events. Like in the future, like two years after that, um, so a year and a half ago, they ended up hiring me for this big mural at one of their Stop. buildings. Which is crazy. Like total full, full circle. circle. Crazy full circle. So they were supportive. I ended up leaving. Took that that non paid job in New York, and that job in New York led to like a ton of other Probably ones. Everything, and then I I was able to now have the time and structure and ability to become an artist. Exactly, and, and like run it as a business and not like exactly from was, nine from p.m. to, to two a.m. Exactly, and I have to ask, what was obviously um, like? I have to assume that your wife is like such a badass because she is, yeah. so when you went to her and was like, okay, I'm quitting tomorrow. What was her response? She, you know what, like. More, her more than anyone, um, knew that I was, I was like internally hurt and upset at work. And, and the craziest thing about it was like, I had a good job. I had friends that I worked with. Like mm-hmm. I had no negative thing, negative thing to say about my job. Like I didn't hate the people I worked with. You know what I mean? But it was, it was that I loved this other thing so much. More. It's like taking time away from what you want to do. I really want to do. Yeah. So she was a hundred percent supportive the whole entire time. Wow. Like literally not even. And I, I have to like credit her with a massive amount of anything that I've been able to do today because there's a lot of family, friends, significant others that wouldn't support yeah. like she did. And like if she said, "Stop being silly," like we have a, we have a family that we're about to start, we have this, this, that, and the other. Like no, like mm-hmm. and I, I probably wouldn't have done it. Like, yeah. Or like if, like if my parents said it to me, I'd probably be like, ah, "I'm still going to do it." Yeah. Like I mean, I, I love my parents and respect them to, to forever. Like, probably like I'm, I can prove you wrong. You've probably defied them once or twice. Yeah, like uh, you do things, right? Like <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna pursue this dad, and I know you'll eventually support me. Yeah. But my wife, like one week before my wedding, yeah. was like, she tells me no, it's gonna be tough. Of course. Well, it's but your life like, together with her. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't want to put her in a, a tough situation in the, her future. Did she work at the time? Yeah, she's a teacher. Okay, so at yeah. least there was like somewhat Some, yep. stability, which helps. Yep, for sure. That's good. So she, um, she's a teacher. At the time, she was supply teaching. You know, like just getting started, but like she's she's gonna have a structured career as well. Nice. 
And we're like, yeah, let's let's do it. And she was like astronomically supportive of everything. Shout out to her. What's her name? Yeah, Cassandra. Shout out to Cassandra. Yeah, she's amazing. I love yeah. those stories. And like, and now for the last two years, we work together. So oh, you work together? Yeah, yeah. She so like, she doesn't teach doesn't anymore. Doesn't teach anymore. No, like, so we work together. I yeah. love this. Yes, yeah, so it's been amazing. So how how does she fit into your business? Um, so she's been like the, she's helped on. I don't have a manager. I don't have a gallery that represents me. I have no representation. I don't have anything like that. So. She's helped me in everything of life outside of just painting the canvases. Okay. Whether it's like developing my, like when we do proposals to the city or we do proposals for murals, like she'll build the whole proposal out. Okay, um, All my day-to-day, like all my emails and all that type of fun stuff, like she helps with or takes care of. Nice. Um, and then when we run the gallery, like I'm here this morning with you, she's she's running the gallery. Oh, okay. With our okay. new baby, like in, yeah. in, in lieu. Oh my god! So I need to like we yeah. need to dive into all of that stuff too. So yeah. um, that's sorry, that's um, amazing yeah, that you, you have created this partnership with her. Yeah. Um. So tell me, so you have a um a gallery in York uh Yorkdale. Yeah. yeah. And do you have another one somewhere? Yeah, in Yorkville. Oh, in Yorkville. Okay. Yeah. So how did these come up? So for those of you cool. listening, if you've walked through Yorkdale, I guess near the entrance, like closer to is the the one now we had two, but the factory? one yeah, it's right at the Cheesecake Factory okay. entrance beside the bay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys have walked by there, you'll probably yeah. see this massive room with like all this cool art, um, and that's how I met you because I walked yep. in there and I thought, you know what though, that story about the. Um, news yeah. like I think that's what drawn yeah. me, drew me in there because I was like I kind of like back of your mind yeah. yeah yeah I don't think I realized but I love your style um like busy and like very punchy and stuff yeah. and so I first like was caught by that but then I'm like wait I feel like I saw a story <laughs> on this guy I'm like, I'll just walk in or whatever yeah. and then yeah so okay so how did the Yorkdale thing come about yeah so so now so then the the next step of quitting my job is I started painting, started doing some okay, murals. Yes. Yeah, and then very, that. very quickly after I was, I figured I'm like, then I started reaching out to galleries. I'm like, wait, this is not the route I want to take. I want my own gallery. I grew up working in Yorkdale Mall, like from G Machine and Champs. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, like worked at all those little, little retail shops. I grew up around the corner from Yorkdale. And like, I really believe, it's so like cheesy to say, but like, I really believe anything we want to do, we can do. Yeah. Like it's every... Anything, yeah. I yeah. have the word anything tattooed, tattooed. on yeah, my that's arm. That's amazing. Because I believe that as well. I don't think it's cheesy. So cool. I, lo- I love that, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I have always, because I, I believe that we, and nothing oh, can stop nice. us, because I believe that we can always do anything that we... Um, and that's like really prominent in your art, too. Yeah. Very prominent. All, all those type of quotes and everything are shown and everything, because when I do, when I paint, I'm although I'm putting inspirational stuff, like anything you want to do, you can do, nothing can stop you. I'm talking to myself. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, people resonate with it, but ultimately I'm doing this to myself. I'm like, continue on. Like, Keep going. You're, you're, yeah. do, you're, you're, you're going to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve. So I had said this legitimate joke like to me and my friends. I'm like, I'm going to open my gallery in New York, Delhi. They've never done it. Like, why? I've, why have they not done it? Yeah. And like, I was looking at other locations and I'm like, literally in Toronto, I want to be in Yorkdale. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just, it's not downtown. I get it. It's, there's not, there's maybe a couple other more different areas, but Yorkdale's gone through this transition over the last like seven to 10 years mm-hmm. of sheer luxury. Like oh the whole entire God. mall is luxury mall. And I'm like, this is, and it's so nostalgic for you too. 100%. So like, what? it's just, it's surreal, right? Like yeah. to me, I was like, I want to do this. So then I started reaching out to anyone I could there. And I, of course I didn't have like contacts at Yorkdale. Mm-hmm. So then kept reaching out. And then finally, um, someone from the marketing team's like, well, like, what are you proposing? I'm like, I want to do, I literally, my concept was a one-day gallery. Because all I had ever done in the past was one-day mm-hmm, galleries. Mm-hmm. And like, well, no, that's not possible. And then we, so then I ended up meeting with them. 
And I was like, you have these empty spaces. Like, you know, they go th- when a tenant leaves and another one's coming in in three months, they have a gap of yeah. like this empty space. I'm like, there's this empty space. At the time, it was across. I found the one I wanted. It was across from Lego. It was like in the middle of the mall. That was my old gallery. And I'm like, it's, it was beautiful. It was glass, had white walls, had light. Mm. Like, it was, it was set up like a gallery. There was actually a furniture staging store in there, like back in the day. I don't remember the name, but they had left it raw and it was perfect. I'm like, I want that space for a weekend. Like, a Friday or just a Saturday during the day. And they're like, this is pretty cool. And like, my whole pitch to them was that, like, I was gonna, I was gonna do everything. I'm gonna outfit it all. I will hire PR. I will, I will do everything I can in my, potential ability to bring as most people in as possible in one day and then we'll just see how it goes mm-hmm. like there's no chance i can ever afford rent in yorkdale like mm-hmm. especially at the time is like it, it, it's the number one mall it's it's a top three mall in north america yeah and like so a I'm tourist like, destination it's, it's, and like it's, all it's of that it's insane <laughs> and i'm like my neighbors are rolex and harry rose and the whole rent it's like <laughs> yeah. no i'm not competing so i'm like um and lego has a lineup every single day yeah so i'm like i'm like just give it to me for a, a weekend so we literally they agreed because they had nothing. They didn't have to do anything. It was a raw space yeah. anyway. I'm going to take care of absolutely everything for one day. And then when I was going through the process, like in my head, I was like, oh my God, this is insanity amount of work I'm doing for a day. Like to, to execute that gallery was just endless amount of like hiccups and headaches. Yeah, and things that I can up. only imagine. So I went back to them and I said, can I get it for three days? Because I just want to like make my time, give myself a fair chance mm-hmm. like through a weekend. So like, perfect. You get... I got the keys on a Monday. I had everything already ready. I got the keys on a Monday till Thursday I can set up. And Friday it was going to be the opening till Sunday. And the Friday, Saturday, Sunday opened. And it was like it was an overwhelming um, reaction. Wow. Because, because for that reason, no one had ever seen it. Like, yeah. Like, came into mall. the mall. They're just like, this art gallery never. Like, anyone that walks by or like how you, anybody that walks by the gallery usually just pokes their head in. Because why They're, wouldn't what you? Is, like, what's going on there? Yeah. It's just the... Because you're so you're so programmed like clothing, clothing store, jewelry, jewelry, Jesus. clothing, art gallery. Yeah, it's like, this is really weird. And so a lot of people came in. The traffic was like crazy, overwhelming. We like on a on a sales aspect, which is something I didn't. So over time, over those five years, like I, I referenced, like eight years ago, selling paintings for two hundred. Like over time, my prices have escalated mm-hmm. because I'm not with a gallery and I've done it myself. It's just been on demand. Yeah. Like so as as like I. I can't keep up with demand. Like prices went from five hundred to a thousand to a thousand to three thousand to three thousand to five, and when I'm in that, um, when I was in there, my prices range was still at the three to five thousand dollar range. It was, it was luxury price point, and that was one of my pitches to Yorkdale. I was like, I can't be in another mall because I'm not gonna be able to sell five thousand dollar canvases. Mm-hmm. But in your mall, right down the hall from Rolex, they're buying forty five thousand dollar watches. I can, I can sell. Do it there, yeah. And they're like, we totally agree. The first weekend, we didn't. I, obviously, I couldn't expect to sell anything because, I mean, you never, it's never been done. But it was like an overwhelming, successful first weekend. And wow. like Friday and Saturday, we sold a ton of paintings, like like 12 or 13, which were wow. which were 13 more than I thought we were going to sell. <laughs> like, I only had 23 in there. Oh, my so it was God. Like, so, the, so then Yorkdale came to me Sunday morning after Friday. So we had the opening party Friday, which was family and friends and extended. And then all day – sorry, Thursday night opening party. Friday all day public, Saturday all day public, went extremely well. Sunday morning they came to me and they're like, you know what, why don't you just go the rest of the week? Why don't you go the rest of the day? I'm like, it's crazy. I'm like, cool. And like, and they were flexible. Like our terms were like flexible and movable. Like in the contract we worked out that was flexible and movable. I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the next Sunday. Mm -hmm. And that's when 
Cass left um, teaching. Well, no, she didn't leave teaching at that point. She's like, I'm like, okay, well, oh my god, now I got to hire staff. Yeah, because oh, three days I can I can do it. Wing she it, can yeah. do it. It's a weekend. Yeah, but now we got Monday to Sunday in Yorkdale, which is an extremely high traffic mall. We need one or two people working here all day. I'm like, okay, Cass, like take take a couple days off this week. And she was still flexible with her schedule, so I'm like, okay, cool. And then and then that started weeding. Okay, actually, you got to take six days off because then I'm traveling, and then that's mm-hmm. how the transition of her nice. working me happens, just because the galleries was right. the main the main start. Um, so then the that week goes extremely well. Um, we get a ton of media coverage, a ton of like, and I I didn't actually end up even hiring PR. Media oh, just no. came. Oh no! Oh nice. Yeah, because it was just a different something different. Yeah, and like yeah. something different always attracts people. So. That week went well. The following Sunday, they're like, you know what? Go to the end of the month, which is like two weeks later. Oh, my God. That gallery ended up going month to month extension for an entire year. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, so we, we went to the end of the year. And then the only reason it closed was that space was because there was a there was a company doing um, a big uh, – they're, they tore down like seven units putting oh, okay. this big uh, big store in there. I don't, even, I don't even know the company's name, but it's in the U.S. But um, they're still building it out. So at that time – they're like, this is the beginning of this year. Um, Jan, they're like, okay, yeah, no, Anthony, like, we don't have any other space. And they legitimately didn't have any other space. How and sorry, I, who was taking over your gallery that you had? I like this big store from the U.S. Like this oh, big that's right. Store and then they taking out seven stores. Seven stores. They okay, took out my whole strip of stores. Like, all the stores that were beside me. Oh, shit. Um, they, they tore all of them down and put it this, they're putting this big store in. If you go into your now, you'll see it's still all boarded up outside. Okay. So, I, I said, um, I'm like, yeah, um, so during that time, I kept looking for other spaces. Also during this time, during the time I had this gallery, I had multiple murals like around the world. I was still doing other shows. I did a show in LA. I was I did a show in Miami. Um, I was doing a ton of other stuff because the gallery operated itself at that point. Like I would always keep canvases up, but Cass was working. I was working. We had another employee. And like, it when was, are you painting? <laughs> yeah, no, it's super fair. So in the back of my old gallery, I, it was my studio. Oh, okay, so I would be okay. painting the other day. So yeah, you could do that during question. the day and then have somebody out there. Because I'm like, what time do you have now? 100%. <laughs> you know, it's such a good question because I really don't have time. Like it's, it yeah. is very tricky. Um, and then, so I was doing all these different things. I also had a, a clothing line that I, I recently sold called Dust of Gods. Was a, oh, yes. Yeah. I've, I've actually pulled from them before. I've loved those jackets. And it's very really? similar to your painting. So that makes yeah, perfect yeah, sense. I paint them all, yeah. Oh, what, oh my what, God. I didn't what? know that. Um, uh, an editorial photo shoot. That's crazy. Yeah, That's I so just like, reached out to them and I grabbed a jacket and wore it and gave it back. You did? You, yeah. You, you, you spoke to my wife. Did I? Yeah, you would have, and you picked. You probably picked it up from Juliana or Cass. You, when you came to oh, PD Lab, maybe. you came yeah, to the shop. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, in the Tobago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, you so spoke then, my wife, hundred percent. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. So we, so uh, my partner and I, his name is Antonio. Um, he he's an architect. I'm an artist. So we came together and created this this brand, and um, it did extremely well. We were sold in LA and in Tokyo and London and so forth, and so during that time, I still had my that clothing brand which I was painting all for. And so at the end of this I'm sorry, year, and just so people who are listening don't know, it's hand-painted like denim jackets. Denim jackets, right? yeah, okay. yeah. Denim With jackets, like, leather jackets. All like mixed medium. Like, 100%, yeah. I, act- I love them. Yeah, I love them. Thanks, yeah. So yeah, it's hand-painted denim, hand-painted leather, uh, like all one of a kind. Nice. And, but what happened was near the end of last year, when the gallery ended, like, because I had an overwhelming year of gallery, overwhelming year of like murals and all this different stuff, Dust of Gods became, again, like I'm still great friends with with Antonio who currently runs it. It it just became a, just too much. Like it was mm-hmm. like my my 
my vision for like what I wanted to do wasn't just sitting in a factory and painting jackets all day. Yeah. It was like do more large scale stuff and bigger galleries. So I ended up like very amicably um, saying like I'm going to step away from Dust of Gods and just focus on my creating a new gallery and creating new art and stuff like that. So nice. Um, so that so at the end the beginning of this year it was like a very open time. Like I didn't have a gallery and I didn't have Dust of Gods. Oh wow. So it was really it was who, really sorry really quickly who paints those now? They they hired a couple of artists. Somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, they didn't hire artists. They hired a couple of people that that paint. Like, okay. I like all the artwork still very similar to mine. I still yeah. use my imagery and all that fun stuff. But like, they have their own vision for like what the brand is, and it's, it's very different than when we started. And it's it's awesome. It's, it's, they're doing great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. It's um yeah. Wish them nothing but continued incredible success. And so I, it was a very interesting time at the beginning of the year. It's like, what do I want to do? Like, I want to, and I had this concept for this immersive installation gallery like where people would not only be able to see the art on the walls but they would enter it like and we live in a very instagram interactive time exactly and like everyone wants to take photos of everything and they want to be a part of everything Mm -hmm. so i'm like let's make that and then i kept pitching yorkdale on it for ages and then finally i was like you know what this isn't gonna work let's let's stop and then this space became available the one that you saw Okay. But it was like raw and industrial. Mm-hmm. And it was going to cost hundreds of thousands to outfit it, like refloor it, rewall it, resealing it, like do it all. And Yorkdale's like, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. And I'm like, no. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> no I'm like, but, but I have an idea. Let's take this raw space and create like an entire immersive gallery, something totally different. So the beginning of the year, beginning of this year, we just pretty much built out this space. Um, and I didn't think that it, it was named the dream space. And I didn't think that it was going to be. Uh, we, we I didn't ever intend it to be like a, a paid entry type thing. Mm-hmm. The space that they actually had was outside of the mall. It was actually no entry of the mall. Then I ended up moving into the mall when oh, okay. uh, when Yorkdale. So Yorkdale and I became partners on it. Oh, Yorkdale's okay, like, nice. we really like what you're doing here. Why don't we help you? Like, why don't we staff it for you? Why don't we oh, like be nice. your legitimate partner on this? And um, and that's what happened. So that's where we've um, been on the gallery standpoint um, from we started in May. and um, And this is our last week. As of oh, now. Oh, wow. As of now. As, yeah, who knows? I've been, there two, them, I've been in there two years there, yeah. every month a month. I find out like two days before and I, I love them, but that's the star structure. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's what's worked in the past. That's what's worked. They literally tell me, it's like, I, guess, I always joke around, I'm like, as long as I keep doing well, they'll keep me. So, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know. But no, that, that sometimes tenants come in. Like, I know there's a bunch of big tenants. Right. Like, very big global brands that want my space. Right, right. Which I can't compete with. So. Yeah. So I'm I'm very flexible in that aspect, and um, cool. and we've had a great relationship and great partnership um, from then. So, and that's it. So then I just I've been doing that. We do we still do a bunch of the murals, but now with baby. So um, my wife and yes, I had a, you just had had a baby, baby a month Congrats. ago. Yeah, and what's his you. name? AJ Anthony a- Jr. Oh, perfect, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. So we um so to go back to the, one of the first stories I told was my uncle Fab was one of my biggest. Uh, my uncle was my biggest inspiration. He unfortunately passed away when I was in university, so I oh, think a no. lot of like what things that I learned from him and his old sketches and poems, and he was a poet as well, resonated with the beginning of my career. And I'm born on the same day, day as him. Oh no yeah. way! So what day is that? August 29. Oh okay. Oh yeah. my god, my anniversary is August 27th. Oh cool. <laughs> so yeah, so it's um so August 29 and. AJ was supposed to be born very, very close. He ended up being born August 16th. But uh, my name's Antonio Fabrizio Ricciardi. It's just like, is named after him. Oh, and you're my, named uh, after him? No, that's crazy. So Antonio is named after my, my dad's cousin, who unfortunately passed away. But Fabrizio, Fab, is him. So okay. that's my middle name. So I'm like, I'm 100% naming my son. If I have a son, yeah. we didn't know what we were having. I'm like, if I have a son, he's going to be Antonio Fabrizio Ricciardi Jr. Because he's going to yeah. carry on um, 
for me and for my uncle Fab. Oh no! So he's he we call him AJ Fab. Like he's he's AJ. Oh, yeah. we don't call him. Anthony. Anthony. I haven't called him Anthony once. Which like is funny. Ever. I didn't. I didn't think when we were first like na- when we were deciding a name. Like my wife and I were like, but are we gonna call him Anthony? Like I don't know. Like people call me Anthony or people yeah. call me Rich. It's my last name. I'm like, no, we're just gonna go AJ. Like it's just. Just yeah, it's clean. It's, it's simple. It's, it's cute. clean and cool, and yeah, yeah. and then it gets confusing. Like it would be I, too confusing. and then it's like two Anthony's in the house. Yeah. Like I know AJ is yeah. AJ, and he's been uh, a true joy. Like oh, it's been good. so four weeks old now, and um, he's just he's giving us a good go. Like Aww. he's such a good boy. And your wife is right now with him. At yeah, the like gallery. so she he you know both of them are are healthy and good, and they're uh, he we took we started taking him out like a week after he was born. And he's like oh, beautiful. He's just. He's a good boy. Like we just take him around. We take him to dinner. Take him. He sits in the gallery. Aww. He's like ah, oh, looking around. Like I like art. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. We, we like to say he li- he likes it for now. Actually, a really funny story about him liking art is I painted his whole entire ceiling of his bedroom with hearts. Oh, nice. And every time we go, so right now he still sleeps in our room, right? But every time we go into his bedroom, like where his change table is and all that stuff. He looks up at the ceiling and starts crying, like just bawling. No and way. he doesn't cry about anything else. Aww. Every time we bring him, he's crying. I'm like, he doesn't like the hearts. <laughs> or funny. he just like loves <laughs> them. He's like so overwhelmed. He's like, my yeah, parents are so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's so funny. So yeah. So she's, nice uh, subliminal messages for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. So it's, um, it's cool. So we've been... So, really um, yeah. okay, quickly that's tell my, me... Like, really yeah, no, that's, that's like that's, a great... I love everything about yeah. that story. I want to like just quickly dive into a couple things that you said. Um uh, so tell me about your style. Like, I know you yeah. first started off with, with like the abstract and, murals, and then like how has it sort of changed? Like, yeah. So what I, I started doing was I growing up as my uncle Fab is we used to paint like uh, sorry sketch like uh, faces and sketch things. So on like a, on a sketch aspect, like I can I can sketch a portrait and stuff like that. But at scale, I wasn't very good. Like I had to just be when I was trying to execute it as I was learning. At scale, I was like, I don't really like the way it's looking. And I can paint the face perfectly fine. I can paint an animal or whatever I want to paint. But I'm like, it doesn't look the way I want it to look. So then I started looking for inspiration in like the general world and everything. And I'm, a lot of artists use mixed media where they'll take, you know, repurposed vintage images or different things to make a new structure. And, you know, as long as you're not just stealing an image from the internet and calling it yours, as long as you're totally repurposing it and putting it into a new piece of art, it's allowed, right? Okay. There's a, there's a, there's this very fine line between photography and, and um, painting, but as long as you're doing it in a sense of that you're, you're repurposing it fully, um, it's allowed. So I'm like, let me try this. And like, I started with just some like sports figures and then like a, Mar- you know, like classic Marilyn or a Frank Sinatra. And I was like, let me use their image change it up in some way like paint on it draw on them and then add it into my abstract backgrounds and i'm like and then at that time i started looking at my the my original writing on my canvases were my uncle's poems like i would write my uncle's poems so i keep them alive and and that's how i started all my writing his was very inspirational type similar type stuff that i write and so then i started adding imagery and i really liked because what I like creating is the entire scene, like the entire mm-hmm. image. I don't like hand painting. I don't like the abstract. I don't like it all as single. I don't like poems. But as a one singular piece altogether, I really love it. Interesting. So that's sort of how my style has evolved is that I started to use 
more and more and one big thing that's prevalent in all of my canvases and like every single art or mural i've ever done is hearts i was gonna say i know like that's like such the, yeah. your signature and the it's heart. on your shirt right now yeah, yeah and your necklace is, yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is um this is funny this is tiger beer this is a, a subsidiary of heineken they hired me to do uh their staff shirt so i put like a heart around oh, their staff. this cute. is like their actual like staff oh nice. uniform, yeah um it was like a collaboration but hearts because when i was painting that greenhouse like years ago I would always tell myself, just follow your heart and good things will come. Like, I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just kept doing hearts. And it was like, I'm just going to keep doing hearts. Like, because that's nice. just, and just sort of organically become my thing. And um, so, yeah, that's how my style, and it's it's continued to progress because I always go back to doing, so now, how my canvas is looking, you come to my gallery today in, or in September? September yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in September 2019, <laughs> if you come into my gallery, you'll see, You'll see the new canvases have abstract backgrounds, imagery, and then a heart on top of them. So it's like and third some poetry generation. too, right? And, and sorry, and then all writing all around it. Okay. Yeah. So the writing is guaranteed in everything. Okay. Um, there's some form of imagery. Sometimes it may not be imagery. It may be like Versace wallpaper, or maybe like um, something totally different. But it will be something. Then my heart, then abstract, then writing. So it's like a collaboration of the last like eight years of painting nice. into like what it is today. So it's, it's been and a in a weird uh, metaphorical way, it's almost like kind of everything that you hold close to your heart 100%. is like in the <laughs> painting. 100%. Nice, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, well before I let you go, I just want to quickly ask um, about your favorite footwear and what did you bring today? Cool um, footwear. I've been I'm really easy. Like I have way too big of a shoe collection and shoes that I wear and they're always all ruined mm-hmm. like yeah I, I can imagine all of them um I, the shoes I'm wearing right now I, I got recently and they already have paint on them and they they weren't that cheap but um <laughs> so it's not it's not fun but my favorite pair of shoes and the ones I brought today are a pair of Buscemi's which is um a brand that started in 2013 they're like handmade in Italy and it's by um an artist and designer named John Buscemi and I looked, he had a couple different brands in the past, and these these shoes were, um, I mean, they, 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 they're like $1,200, $1,300 shoes. And I always looked at them. Back in 2013, I was still working. And I was like, every celebrity was wearing them at the time. I'm like, I love those shoes. Like, every aspect of them was so cool. Like, they have these custom little hawks on them. They were the deconstruction of a Hermes bag. So, oh. like, that's, that's what the, and I, I lost a little key. Oh, actually, I may have it on my keys. Let me see. Yeah, here you go. This little like hermit, like oh, little cool. lock with the the um, uh, the key, which is like super. I'm showing her my keys right yeah, now. But yeah, <laughs> he's showing. Yeah, exactly. He's full of his keys, and they're there. Um, <laughs> so like they're the deconstruction of a Hermes bag, but like for men, and turned into a sneaker. Nice. Which is like super super cool, like really high luxury leather and all this different stuff. So why I like it, the story of how I got them is why I love them so much. Oh. So going back to the point like I literally believe I can do anything in life is John Buscemi who's the designer he's from LA he lives in LA was in town for a one-day event at Holtz so this is back in 2014 so I'm working I'm just like a first second year finance guy I'm like literally in a suit but I'm painting every night and I, I looked online I saw that he was coming to Holtz I'm like I'm gonna do him painting I'm gonna make him a painting I'm like he probably will hate it I don't even like I don't even know what I'm gonna do but I'm like this is his iconic model mm-hmm. I'm gonna paint this I, and then I'm just going to bring it to him. Like, the worst he can do is say no. He's be like, I don't like this. And then you just sell it to someone else. <laughs> I'll just move on. Paint yeah. over it. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to... I, It was one of those lessons in life where I was like, the worst he can say is no. Mm-hmm. Who really cares? Like, 
I'm, I'll just go back to my job. I literally, yeah. I was going to do this at lunch on my work. Oh, nice. I'm like, I went over there in a suit. Like, I was oh so working. Oh, my God. I had, like, I put the painting downstairs. So no, it didn't look weird. Like, people didn't know. It was, like, in the lunchroom. I grabbed the painting at lunch. Walked to Holtz on, on Yorkville, like, just off York on Bloor. And so he's there. I walk in, and I'm like, hey, like, my name's Anthony. Like, great to meet you. Like, I'm, I'm a massive fan of what you've done, what you've created. Like, the brand, the, the shoes are, are phenomenal. I'm like, I made this for you. And it's a painting of the shoe. And he's like, this is crazy. This is amazing. And, like, it didn't, I did not expect him to do that at all. Mm-hmm. He's like, I absolutely love this. This is so cool. It's going to my office in, uh, in, in L.A. I'm like, oh, that's so fun. And I'm like, oh, like I had a card on the you know the time, like an art card. And I, I gave. He's like, oh, like I'm I'm crazy. Like give it to my assistant, um, whatever. I get an email the next day saying thank you, um, from his assistant. So that was it. The transaction was like I don't know thirty seconds. Yeah, it was, it was like a minute. But yeah. it, it felt like forever, and it was the most successful thing. I was like so excited. Someone liked my art. Yeah, he he accepted, he accepted it. Was he like, accepted <laughs> it. That is exactly was right. Was like the winning. It was a huge situation. win. Huge win, and he accepted the art and. And the next day, I get an email and says, uh, oh, like, um, and what's your address? We'll keep you in touch and, like, we'll mail you some, um, you know, promotional stuff when we're doing stuff. The next week, a brand new pair of shoes comes in the mail. Wow. Like, literally, this pair of shoes right here came in the mail, like, the the next week. That's and it was insane. Like, in, like, this beautiful custom box. Like, so these ones, like, were a custom color pattern. I These white laces that I've changed over time because the laces have ripped, but... Um, yeah, it was a custom, and I've. I've I was gonna say that, that's paint from you, that's right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they were like a nice, clean pair of shoes. Nice, nice. Um, but it, he sent he sent me a pair of shoes. That's and like, unbelievable. And to me, at the time, like I had just started working, like to have a twelve hundred dollars pair of shoes is the most ridiculous thing in the yeah. world. Yeah, like I would never been able to buy them, and I'm just like, and then to get them in the mail and like open them up in like a letter saying thank you, I was like, this is insane. Yeah, and it literally that moment why it was so defining to me it was like. We just do things. Yeah. You never know. Right. And do things because you like love them and you're just like without any hidden agenda. Did I, in in a thousand years, all I wanted was to take the art. Like, did I think he was going to send me a pair of shoes for doing it? Yeah. No chance. Yeah. Not, there's not like a, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom that, that system happening. Yeah. I thought I was just going to give it to one of his people and I was going to shake his hand and move on. And see Like I actually got to talk to him. Yeah. It is so cool. So it's, um. That's amazing. That's fun, and I'm I'm forever a customer, forever a fan of his, like from then. So it's been, um, yeah, it's, it was awesome. That is awesome. amazing. So that's why, that's why the story behind these shoes is, is so important to me. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Keep I've, them forever. Forever. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. When they become unwearable, you can like do some type of like freeze something or other. Yeah, them in a yeah, box yeah. I'll or put something. them in like an acrylic box, yeah. like an acrylic frozen. Uh, Literally. Yeah. That's, no, that's amazing. Awesome. And you've given us so much like great advice already, but if you could sort of like pick one key piece of advice to give yeah. to somebody who might be walking a similar path to yours, what would you tell them? What, what we just finished on like just, is, is we have to, there's, there's no harm in trying. Like you, you never know what can come from something. Like when I think back to the 10,000 emails, 12,000 emails, yeah, only I got 50 responses, but those 50 were incredible. Mm-hmm. And who cares about no? Yeah. Like, right? Like it doesn't... You, you never, I know everyone will tell you never know until you try and like all this stuff, but it's actual factual. Yeah. Like there's literally. I love that. Actual factual. It's actual factual. That's <laughs> I didn't even mean to say it like that. That's funny. Um, it's like, it, it's true. Mm-hmm. Like we, like you never, like you never know. Right. And I, I, I believe that in every aspect of my life. And I think that it, it holds true to every aspect of everyone's life. If you just put it out there and try your best, good things can come. 
Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in today, you guys. Uh, that's it for this episode. You can follow Anthony on Instagram at Ricciardi Paints. So that's R-I-C-C-I-A-R-D-I and then Paints. Um, no underscores, no periods. And then, of course, you guys know you can follow the podcast at Coming Up In My Sneakers. Um, and that's it. I'll see you guys next week. Have a great week and don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers. Thank you. Bye, guys.